0: With 167 temples operating worldwide, it's no secret that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints values temples. We've heard stories of church members, past and present, who have sacrificed much for the opportunity to make temple covenants. President Nelson has said, the temple is literally full of truth truths of the Father's plan are laid open to us with clarity and power. Words of truth about our Father, His Son, and their relationship to us are spoken in the covenants and ordinances of the temple. If our brothers and sisters go to the temple seeking strength and understanding, they will be taught by the Lord Himself about the truths that matter most to them in their time of need. But not every member of the church feels that connection to the temple, and some even feel guilty for not loving the temple the way they feel they should. Today on Answers with Amy, we will be talking about the question, I never get anything out of my temple experience. What am I doing wrong? This is a really important question. Sometimes we talk about the temple like everyone has this life-changing spiritual experience every time they go. And if you don't have that kind of experience, there must be something wrong with you. And I just want to say right now, that's absolutely not true. Personally, I've had many spiritual experiences in the temple, but I've probably had even more experiences where I came out feeling peaceful, but without any distinct or discernible spiritual impressions. One thing that does make a difference for me is how I prepare before I go and how I ponder my experience when I get home. Sometimes I use a method that's presented in the gospel teaching and learning handbook that's used by seminary and institute teachers. This is an excellent resource to turn to for any gospel teaching or learning situations, and it's available in your gospel library app under the seminary and institute section, or it's on the church website. And it talks about five steps we can use. And today we're going to apply these steps to our temple experience to see if we can get more out of our experience. Uh, And there's so many ways that we can personally adapt these steps to our experience, our learning styles, our patterns, the, the speed with which we learn. So listen to the Holy Ghost and he'll help you know how these steps can look in your life. And just know that it's going to be different for everyone because we all learn differently. The first step is context and content, which means that before we look for something new to learn, we assess what we already know. So One way you can do this with your temple worship is to pick one of the five covenant doctrines and use the scriptures in the church website or conference talks or something and really study this topic before you attend the temple. What do you already know? What do you have questions about? What gaps do you have in your understanding? So those five doctrines or the covenants that we make are obedience, sacrifice, the law of the gospel, chastity, and consecration. So you could just start by picking one of those and then just really researching it with the sources you have available to you outside of the temple. Once you've identified something that you really want to focus on, when we attend the temple, you want to look past the story that's being told and identify what's being taught. We're looking for principles. So a principle is a complete statement about an enduring truth that has an action and a consequence. And we often find these principles in the scriptures formulated in if-then statements. Or it could be something you put together yourself. Like, when I study my scriptures every day, I receive greater protection. Against temptation. So I've heard it explained that the story is like an orange peel and we have to open it up to get to the fruit or the principle inside. Elder Richard G. Scott said, search for the principles, carefully separate them from the detail used to explain them. So while you're at the temple and you've come prepared with a doctrine that you really want to focus on, look for a a, a principle, uh, an if-then statement, an enduring truth that has an action or a consequence, something that you can come out of and think And It might not even be something new, but it might be something your brain or your spirit wants to refocus on. So once you've found your principle, we want to make sure we understand that principle. We want to figure out how this doctrine or principle affects our lives. You can ask yourself questions like, what do I do differently when I understand that truth? What would I be willing to sacrifice to receive that blessing? Or how would living this principle help me become more Christ-like? So Elder Bednar often asks the question, what is this doctrine or principle intended to help me become? So really think about your question or your doctrine or principle in the context of your life. What difference does it make if you understand this truth? And that will lead you to the fourth step, which is if you've done the first three steps, these last two will kind of come naturally. And the first three steps can all be done in your head, but the next step is to feel the importance of the doctrine or principle in your heart. So this is where we transition the knowledge from our brains down into our spirits. And in Doctrine and Covenants 8.2, it talks about this. It says, I will tell you in your mind and in your heart by the Holy Ghost, which shall come upon you and which shall dwell in your heart. So gospel learning happens best when we use both our minds and our hearts to learn about and feel the truths of doctrines and principles. And personal stories are one way that we can do this. So after you've identified your principle, you you understand how important it is, Look for personal experiences of people you know from the scriptures, from conference talks, from the Ensign. Look for experiences that people have had living that principle and can testify of what a difference that's made in their lives. This might happen as you read the scriptures. You might have a memory of a time you've lived this principle and it made a difference in your life. Or maybe you have a a friend that has, has lived this principle and is an example to you and can share their testimony about it. But we want to take that principle from our intellectual mind and transition it to our spirit so that we can feel the truth of it. So we can feel the Holy Ghost testify of the truthfulness of this statement. Once we feel the the importance or the 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 Holy Ghost when it comes to a principle, we now have to decide how to live it because it's not enough to just feel the Holy Ghost. Though we talk about it, like feeling the Holy Ghost is the goal. Like if I felt the Holy Ghost in sacrament meeting today, that means I had a really good meeting. But feeling the Holy Ghost is not actually the goal of our worship but to act on the promptings and inspiration we receive because of the Holy Ghost is what we're trying to do. So even though you've now felt the spirit about your doctrine or principle and you understand what a difference it can make, we actually want to do something about it. So we don't want to just hear the call to come unto Christ. We want to actually move closer to him. And it might take faith to implement a new level of obedience in your life. And it might not go well the first time you try this new thing that you've learned, but keep trying. Because the real power of the temple doesn't come when you're just sitting in the seats of an endowment session. The real power comes when you learn something through your temple worship that inspires you to become more Christ-like. If all we do is feel the Holy Ghost and we don't act, that's like your mom calling you to come to dinner and you never go eat, but you somehow think that you're satiated. We want to actually become more like Christ through acting on the promptings that we receive. So those are the five steps. And if you do all five of those, you will likely receive some revelation. I can't say that it will be new revelation. Sometimes the things that hit me the hardest are things that I already knew, but maybe haven't applied as well as I should have. Or maybe there's something I knew intellectually, but I never transitioned it into my spirit or into my heart. Or maybe it's something that I felt a testimony about and I knew it was true, but I didn't really understand much about the context or content. And so it's, if I don't have both the heart and the mind involved in this process, it's really hard to transition anything I'm learning into action. And if the goal is to become like Christ, everything has to transition, not only into action, but it has to change our soul and our desires and and to change who we are becoming. So that's the five steps, but I also have a few more tips of things that have really helped me out as I've attended the temple. So first is to take advantage of the scriptures that are in the chapel before you go in to a session and are in the celestial room after you're through with a session. There have been a lot of times that I have been reading the scriptures in the chapel, and then I attend a session and something will strike my brain. Sometimes it's a word, sometimes it's a phrase, sometimes it's something that stood out to me in a way that never has before. And I know myself well enough to know that if I just think I should study that when I get home. I'm going to forget because I have a terrible memory. So, as soon as you get to the celestial room, grab some of those scriptures and start searching right there. Start searching in the scriptures right then. Look in the doctor uh, look in the topical guide, look in the Bible dictionary. Start your research then because you're more likely to remember it if you've already done a little work on it. So take advantage of the scriptures that are there. The next thing is to keep a pen and a notepad in your locker, in your temple bag, because you can't take them in the session with you, but writing your thoughts down as soon as you can will help you remember it better. It doesn't do you any good to have a spiritual experience or a spiritual impression in the temple if you can't remember it when you get out of the temple, because how can we act on a spiritual impression or gain spiritual knowledge if we don't remember the prompting? So put a note pad in your locker. And just as soon as you get done with the session, take a moment and just write down everything that you that you were thinking about or really impressed you so that you can study it further when you get home. Um, Be nice, though, if you notice that somebody's waiting to change in your locker because they used one of the other lockers in the booth, like hurry it along. Nobody wants to be waiting forever. That's just a little side note. Another tip I have is to not be afraid to go to the temple alone. So often I hear people who are constantly waiting to go with their spouse or who are just nervous to go by themselves. And I just want to say, it can be very freeing to go by yourself. When you go by yourself, you get to decide what ordinance you do, how long you spend, how long you sit in the celestial room. You can drive home by yourself. You decide whether you want to eat afterwards. There's a lot of freedom in going by yourself. And sometimes people are intimidated because uh, the church is all about families. And so maybe if you don't have your spouse there, you feel like somebody's going to be looking down on you. And I will tell you that 90% of the time I attend the temple, I attend by myself nobody ever gives you weird looks if you feel self-conscious about it it's probably just in your head but it's pretty freeing to go by yourself and you can take your time you can go on your own schedule and your own pattern and it's easier to schedule with just one person than it is with another person so don't be afraid to go alone in contrast Take advantage of going with other people. There are times that there are things that you can talk about in the temple that you can't really discuss anywhere else because they're sacred. So, when you attend the temple, take different people with you. Take people you admire. Go with your parents, go with your spouse, go with your friends. Invite people that whose testimonies you admire and then discuss your questions that you have about the temple in the temple. And you can have a much more frank discussion because you're in the house of the Lord where these things are, read, are openly taught and discussed. So don't be afraid to take other people. Invite them to come with you. And most people are really excited to have somebody to go to the temple with. Uh, sometimes we have a hard time Just even remembering to put it in our schedule. And if somebody invites me, I always get really excited that they want to go with me. So invite somebody to go with the temple, reach out of your pattern a little bit and find somebody who you want to learn from and go to the temple with them. Another tip I have is to make a commitment to go often because the Lord will make miracles happen if you make the temple a priority in your life. It shouldn't just be an afterthought. It needs to be something that we deliberately place in our life. The real power from the temple doesn't come when we go just one time. It comes when we have a pattern of temple worship in our lives. So go often. What often is for you is gonna be personal. There's a reason that you will never hear a general authority describe or quantify what it means to go to the temple often. It is personal. So don't ever let anyone tell you what often is, but the Holy Ghost can help you know what often is. And I will say often is usually a little bit more than we expect because it does require sacrifice to go to the temple often. But the Lord really will make miracles happen if you make the temple a priority. I just want to say that I love the temple so much, but it is not always easy to learn from the temple. But when I put effort into it, I am amazed at what the Lord is willing to teach me and what I can receive that helps me in my life to become more Christ-like. Personal revelation will always be the best source of truth. I know the Holy Ghost will help you to know how these suggestions fit into your life. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating or a review and share this episode with others. Your questions matter and I would love to discuss them with you. You can contact me on Instagram at AnswersWithAmy. See you next time.